Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast, featuring Senior Pastor Naida M. Parson. Today is our communion service, and today's sermon title is simply, No, N-O. Do you tell your flesh no? Are you in control of your flesh, or is your flesh in control of you? So listen up. to do whatever you decide is going to do. Now you have the power to tell it no. So make a decision and tell everything else in your world that you are walking in the rain and start with yourself. Bible says say no to all ungodliness and worldly passions. Amen. It is our time of giving. And we appreciate everyone for their giving. We thank you all for for what you have done and in the blessing that you have given and everything that you have partaken. You have allowed this ministry to continue to do the work. Amen. The work that needs to be done. We appreciate everyone that has been giving. Amen. There are three ways that you can give. You can text New Antioch to 77977. If you have a phone, some people, you can text it. Just go on there, New Antioch 977977. You can do it right now. And you, if you don't feel comfortable that way, you can give online at newantioch-aliante.org. When you go to the website, there is a donate section at the top. Go to donate, and it will take you to where our giving site is. And lastly, if you feel comfortable with mailing or giving in, the address is for you on the screen, 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89084. Again, we appreciate everyone who has been a blessing to the house of God and that wants to see the ministry and the kingdom of God continue. With that being said, let's pray over this giving. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the givers. We thank you for the gift that they are willing to sacrifice and sow a seed into the kingdom, God. And every seed that they plant, Father, we ask that you return it to them 100-fold, God. Until I come. that takes away the sins of the world. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. He's Alpha. Oh, he is Alpha. And y'all, he's also Omega. He's the beginning and the end. chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 we pray you've enjoyed our communion celebration amen our dance team our praise team our band absolutely excellent 
Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 12. And then we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 and 27. And then Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11 and 14. But I'm going to read it like one clear thought, just one continuous thought. So if you're writing it down, if you all need to put it on the live stream, Titus 2, 11 through 12, 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27, Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 14, all in the New International Version is there for you on the screen. Let's read it together and we'll read it straight through. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in the heavens so that you have to ask who will ascend unto heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea and get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. And that word today is no. No. Let me hear you say. Let me hear you say it with some conviction. Our topic today is no. We are walking in the rain. The R-E-I-G-N, the rain. And the rain is the rule, the authority, and the dominion of born-again, spirit-filled believers. I want y'all to get that in your spirit. The rain is the rule, the authority, and the dominion of born-again, spirit-filled believers. Now repeat that after me. The rain is the rule, the authority, and the dominion of born-again Spirit-filled believers, we walk in the rain. We walk in the rule, the authority, and the dominion of born-again, spirit-filled believers. We reign over circumstances and conditions. We reign over all of the power of the enemy. We reign with Christ as a royal priesthood and a holy nation. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. If God be for us, who can be against us? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us we can be troubled on every side and yet not distressed we can be perplexed but not in despair we can be persecuted and know that we are not forsaken we can be cast down but never destroyed we receive power after the Holy Spirit came upon 
us. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only, above only, and not beneath. We walk in the rain. I'm a priest to you because you act like you 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 understand what I'm saying, that you're excited about the words. I'm a preach over here. We walk in the rain. We walk in the rule, the authority, and the dominion that's been promised to every born-again, spirit-filled believer. We do not have the spirit of fear, but we walk in power, and we walk in love, and we walk in the soundness of mind. All of that is true. But there's one more area that we have to get down pat. The message today comes to challenge you to reign over the most difficult and most frustrating of all of your enemies. No matter what you manage to reign over, it won't profit you very much unless you reign over yourself. You can tell the devil no, and he has to flee. You can tell all the demons no, and they have to be cast out. You can tell poverty and sickness and circumstance no, and that they are defeated, and that you have the victory. But can you tell yourself no? Do you reign over yourself? Can I tell you about yourself? Yourself is a traitor. Yourself is a domestic terrorist. Yourself is a saboteur. Yourself is a bad kid. Now they say there's no such thing as a bad kid. That's a lie. There's a bad kid living in you. Yourself is a bad kid. And you know how kids get bad? It's when they're growing up and no one ever tells them no. So they're out of control. They eat what they want to eat. They tear up your stuff. They won't go to bed. They won't do chores. They won't take a bath. They won't go to school. They fight you. They curse you. They steal from you. They're entitled and they're spoiled and they think the world owes them something. They want it. If they want it, they take it. If they see it, it's theirs. If you try to stop them, they fight you back. They'll kidnap you. They'll hold you hostage. They don't respect or cooperate with any authority. They're traitors, domestic terrorists, and saboteurs. And Every time things are going well, they sabotage and they intimidate and they destroy. And I'm talking about you. Yourself. You are out of control. You eat whatever you want to eat. You tear up your own stuff. Some of y'all won't go to bed. Or do your chores. Or take a bath. Or go to school. God been trying to get some of y'all to go back to school. You won't go to school. Then you fight you. You curse you. Girl, I'm ugly. Girl, I'm fat. Girl, I'm so out of shape. Girl, I'm so tired. You curse you. You steal from you. You're entitled and spoiled and think the world owes you something. If you want it, you just take it. If you see it, you act like it's yours. If you try to stop you, you fight you back. You kidnap you, hold you hostage, don't respect or cooperate with your own authority. And you don't even know sometimes 
That is you. That is yourself. So I spoke last time to make you aware of the devil and his demons. Well, today I want you to be aware of yourself. Yourself. Also known as your flesh. It's a church term, biblical term. It means your sinful nature. It means the natural you. It means how you were born the first time. I was born this way. Yes, you were. Your self. And we will fight every other kind of oppression. I don't know if I got fighters in here. But if somebody roll up on you, you're, <laughs> you're any other kind of oppression. Somebody from the outside. Somebody from the wrong neighborhood. Somebody that messing with you or your kids. Some of you, you'll fight every other kind of oppression and then bow down to your own flesh. You fight whatever comes at you from every direction, but you act like you're afraid to fight with yourself. That's why some of you don't stick with stuff, because you don't like fighting with yourself. Well, they say when you realize that you're being manipulated and gaslighted, oppressed and brainwashed, they call it being woke. That's the term out there, being woke. And being woke is not really a new term, but it's so prominent now that even Merriam-Webster added the word to the dictionary in 2017, and they define it as being aware of and actively attentive to important facts and issues, especially now with issues of racial or social justice. Then the Oxford Dictionary picked it up too, same year, and they define it as, as being well-informed and up-to-date. And so now they're using it chiefly for racial or social discrimination and justice, but they call it being woke, but it's really being aware of really what's happening. So I want you to be woke. Somebody say, stay woke. I want you to be aware of and actively attentive to the fact that your biggest fight is you fighting with yourself. I want you to be well informed and up to date that you will not be effective walking in the rain unless you reign over yourself. You have to wake up to what yourself is doing to you. Wake up, y'all, to what yourself is doing to you. You have to figure out a way to stop being tricked and manipulated and dominated by your own self. We don't even realize when we're being dominated. We just live day to day following all of our impulses and urges of our flesh, of our self. We make excuses for our self. We coddle our self. We provide our self with whatever our drug of choice is. We sabotage our health. We sabotage our wealth. We're all stressed out. We're not doing what's right. We're messing with the wrong folks. Dipping into a variety of sin, gambling away money, wasting hours in pornography, wrecking our relationships, becoming lovers of pleasure, failing and falling and tripping and dipping and slipping. Wake up to what yourself is doing to you and then I need you to stay woke. 
Stay woke to this fact. Stay woke to this fact. Y'all just hang with me for a minute. Bowing down to your flesh is idolatry when you want to do it. When your urges and your body tell you to do stuff you know you shouldn't do and you bow down to that, that's idolatry. It's no different than bowing down to an idol. You are obeying something that's not God. But bowing down to your flesh when you don't want to do it is slavery. Bowing down to your flesh is idolatry when you want to do it. It's slavery when you don't. I don't want to do this, but I keep bowing down and obeying this thing called myself. That's slavery. And you don't even know you're acting like a slave. That's why they say you need to stay woke. We are supposed to be ruling, not being ruled. And we're going to get this rain thing right, y'all. We're going to get this rain thing walk right. We will be walking perfectly in the rain as soon as we conquer, reigning over ourselves. And you're almost there. Don't get discouraged. You're almost there if you would just tell yourself no. This is a change of life, church. Um, I know some of you were raised in churches where... All you had to do is say you believed in God and you didn't have to change anything. Wrong church. There are some churches that you can go to. I'll recommend you some. But this is a change your life church. Because the Bible says when you accept Jesus Christ, there's supposed to be a change in your life. And so I say to you, change your life. Change your life. Change your life. Change your life. And I'm not just talking to people who have never been Christians before. I'm talking to some of you who have been Christians a long time. Change your life. Change your life. Change your life. We spent a lot of time talking about how we should tell the Lord yes. Yes to his will. Yes to his way. Yes to your call. Yes to your purpose. Yes to where God wants you to go. Yes to what God wants you to do. But look, y'all, you can't say yes if you can't say no. You can't say yes if you can't say no. Paul said it like this. I strike a blow to my body and I make this body my slave. I know I'm a great preacher. I know I'm a miracle worker. I know I'm a church planner. But all of my yes to God will be sabotaged if I can't tell myself no. I'm not going to be the slave. I'm going to make my body my slave. I'm not going to be a slave to my body. My body's going to be a slave. And some of you right now, you won't be healthy enough to say yes until you t- because you won't tell yourself no. Some of you won't be able to afford to say yes because you won't tell yourself no. Some of you won't be credible enough to say yes because you won't tell yourself no. Some of you won't be sober enough to say yes because you won't tell yourself no. And some of you will not live long enough to do yes because you won't tell yourself no. 
You can't fully say yes to God if you don't learn how to say no to yourself. If you're going to walk in the rain, you're going to have to rain over yourself. But here's the good news, y'all. Here's the great news. You're not raining alone. Grace is raining. The Bible says that in this dispensation that we're living in, when Jesus came and went back to heaven, that grace came down and grace is reigning. Grace is reigning with you. Grace is not just God giving you blessings that you don't deserve. There's another word for grace. Grace is also God giving you a special ability to do what you can't do on your own. When you can't do it on your own, God gives you grace to do it. That's why we say, God, give me the grace to Raise these kids. Give me the grace to do this ministry. God will give you a special ability to do what you can't do on your own, and we call it grace. Prove it, Pastor. Titus 2. Titus 2 11 says, For the grace of God has appeared. It offers salvation to all people. It, it what grace teaches us to say no. To what? To ungodliness and to worldly passions and to live self-control, upright and godly lives in this present age. You don't get perfect when you go to the other. We're not talking about that kind of perfection, but some people say, oh, we ain't never going to be perfect. Everybody going to see it in this world. And, uh, but look, this was what the Bible says, that grace teaches us to say no. I couldn't believe this verse was in here. I don't know how I missed this verse most of my life. Grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness, to worldly passions, and to live a self-controlled, upright, and godly life in this present age right now. By grace. There's a grace that gives you the ability to say no. Let me park right here. And talk to, to, to these young folks. I don't know where our teenagers are. Y'all yeah, bring teenagers to church. Everybody here under, under 18, raise your hand. Where's, where's some teenagers? One. Really? They're in there? They're working on what? Oh, tell these teenagers come in here for a minute. All the middle of high schoolers come here for a minute. Tell them sit on this front row for a second. I need to tell them something. Y'all come sit on this front row for a minute. Let me tell you something. I assumed they were going to be in here with me. I should have asked. Move quickly. You're young. I'm talking to them about the ability to tell themselves no. And I wanted to tell you young people something. There are some things that you never have to touch. There are some things in life that you never have to touch. There are some things in life I have never done. I have never smoked a cigarette. I've never smoked a blunt. I have never been high. I have never been drunk. I've never 
tasted an alcoholic drink in my life. I never stole from anybody. I never shot a gun. I never jumped on somebody and beat them up. I've never even cussed somebody out. I never gave my life up, gave my body up for sexual intercourse. There are some things you never have to touch. Don't let the world tell you that all of these things are things you have to experience. You guys are being brought up under grace and I want you to know and get into your head that there are some things you never have to do. I never went to a house party. You don't have to go there. You can ask God for there to be some things in life that you never experienced. And I'm telling you all, I am so grateful for the things that I never touched. It is possible. You don't have to go there. I've never been in jail. I've never been arrested. There's some things that you never have to touch, y'all. And I'm so grateful for the things that I never touched. I'm not telling you I didn't never do some stuff. I'm not telling you, I did some stuff. But there are things that I never had to ever experience. Now some of you already don't have that testimony. Because you've already touched some of that stuff. But I am as grateful for the things that I'll never touch again. Y'all see how the adults jumped in there? Because most of them can't say they didn't touch that stuff. I just want you to know that it is possible. But probably most people in here have touched a lot of stuff that I never touched. However, all oh, you see that clapping? Because they understand because of the grace of God, there's some things that they will never touch again. Do I got witnesses in the house? There's some things they'll never drink again. They'll never smoke again. They'll never sleep around again. Because of the grace of God. And I just wanted you all to know that there are things in this life you're not missing nothing I didn't miss nothing I love my life I enjoy my life I do most of what I want to do I go where I want to go I'm not sitting up saying I wish I had done that stuff you're not gonna miss anything and I want you to determine right now, even if you touched it, that you got a grace. You don't have to touch it again. But if you haven't experienced, some of y'all, I hope you are so young. I hope that you've never experienced it. But I want you to know from your pastor, there are some things in life you never have to touch. And it's all right. And we are grateful. How many of y'all grateful for what you didn't do? And how many of y'all grateful for what you'll never do again? That's what I wanted you guys to know. All right, you can go back to doing what y'all were doing. Some of you, some of them, and some of the adults, you don't have that testimony, but you do know that the grace of God can give you an ability to never touch stuff again, to never go there again, to never experience that again. It is not impossible. Let me prove it to you. In Deuteronomy, Moses is talking to people that aren't even born again. These people are not even born again. These are not spirit-filled believers. All these people had was faith in God and the ability to make a decision. That's all they had. 
They didn't have any Holy Ghost. They didn't have no power. You got so much more power and authority than they did. But listen to what Moses says to them. He just told them, y'all need to obey the commands of God. And they had 613 commands they had to obey. And in Deuteronomy, he says, look, all, all of this, I know all y'all got is faith in God and ability to make a decision. But what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult to you. It's not that hard. It's not beyond your reach. Nobody has to go get it from heaven. Nobody has to go beyond the sea and get it. He said the word is near you. It's in your mouth and your heart. If you can get your mouth and your heart to connect. And he was looking for the future where salvation came by just saying with your mouth and believing in your heart. But they didn't have all that. They didn't have Jesus to go to. He said it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. If you can get those two to connect, you can say no. It's in your mouth. It ain't hard. The word is in your mouth. Transformation starts with no. You have been given dominion over your entire world. You are made in the image and the likeness of God. There is power in the words of your mouth. Say no. It starts with no. Don't let anything in your life defy your authority. You are in the rain. Not even yourself should defy your authority. You reign. You rule. You dominate. You are the king. And the king says, no, your body is a slave. Your money is a slave. Your emotions are a slave. Your habits are a slave. Your time management is a slave. Your schedule is a slave. Tell it no. Explain, Lucy. Your spirit was born again when the Holy Spirit when you accepted Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came into your spirit. And the Holy Spirit and your spirit together make one unit. They are the king. Your soul, your emotions, your decisions, your thoughts, you are a servant to the king. The king says, this is what we're going to do. And then the soul and the mind, and all that, that, that gets together, and they figure out how to do what the king said we're going to do. Your body is a slave. And the king says no to the slave. Now, we've been studying the Old Testament. One thing I learned from the Old Testament is how nations treated their enemies. They took their power and then made them slaves. Sometimes they would kill everybody, but most of the time they would take their power and then they would make them their slaves. Well, your body only has power because of your flesh, because of your uh, uh, unborn again self, because of that old you that you used to be. So your flesh or your sinful nature gives your body power to make you do stuff. Together, they are your enemy. But once you crucify your flesh, once you get born again and get changed on the inside, the body loses its power. So then you can make the body your slave. The body is your slave. It's no longer your enemy. Now it's your slave. As long as we was fighting together on equal terms, we were enemies. But I beat you now. And now you're my slave. It becomes your slave. And now your body is supposed to do whatever you decide is going to do. Now you have the power to tell it no. So make a decision and tell everything else in your world that you are walking in the rain and start with yourself. Bible says say no to all ungodliness and worldly passions. But that's not all because we've already found out that saying no is only the beginning. Because it's too easy to take it back. You also have to support no. Say no. 
then support no. That means you need to control your environment as much as you can. Now, those of you that are married may have a little trouble controlling your environment. Those of you who are, who are children, you're living with, with your parents, might have a little trouble controlling your environment, but most of you got, a, you got enough to, to change your environment and have an environment that supports your no. What do you mean by that? If crack cocaine was your addiction, it's too much to ask for you to say no to crack while you're living in the crack house. It's too much to ask. It's too much to say no to sex outside of marriage when you keep getting in the bed naked with your ex-buddy, ex-sex buddy. That's too much to ask. You're kissing and you're rubbing and you... And they're going to try to say no. That's too much to ask. To say no to overspending when you're in the internet mall every day with a credit card. That's too much to ask. So sometimes you have to make a radical cut to say your no, to support your no. You got to cut out some foods. You got to cut out some places. You got to cut out some things. You got to cut out some people. You might have to get rid of some phone numbers. They keep calling me. Change your phone number. You might have to change the movies that you watch. You might have to change the music that you listen to. You might have to change some of your sexy clothes. You might have to change your language. Change your mindset. Change your reading material. You have to have an environment that supports your no. If you're going to say no to certain food and get your health, get your health under control, you can't have all that stuff in the pantry. If you're going to keep yourself sexually, you can't have all them numbers in your phone. You can't have the clothes that you use to get in trouble with what you need them for. Why are you keeping that? Well, I'm keeping it for when I get married. Child, you don't even have a prospect. What you need it for? It don't need to be in your top drawer. Why is it in your top drawer? You need an environment that supports your no. So the next issue is this. You won't support your no if you really didn't want to say no. So pastor, what if you really didn't want to say no? Well, it depends on which you it is. Stay woke. Stay woke. Who doesn't want to say no? You or yourself? Is it your spirit that didn't want to say no or is it your flesh? Because the flesh is a bad kid. I told y'all your flesh is a bad kid. As a therapist, I, as a therapist, I get so frustrated 
And I, and I apologize because I'm offend some parents right now. But I get frustrated with parents who argue with little kids. I don't get it, Jackie, because I, I used to come home and tell your mama, mama, you ruined me. I'm trying to do therapy with these families, and I just can't comprehend that you can't tell a five-year-old what to do. And they come in and say, my five-year-old won't go to bed at night. I don't get it. Mama, you ruined me. I, I, I have no concept of that. Because in my mind, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. Why am I having a conversation with a five-year-old? So if you who are reigning say no, and yourself is saying, I'm going to do it anyway, and you start fighting and arguing with yourself, it's the same as fighting and arguing with a bad kid. We shouldn't even be having this conversation. Why are you having this conversation with yourself? You're fighting with a bad kid. You, what do you do then? You do the Paul method. Paul said, I strike a blow to my body. And make it my slave. Just like some of y'all did with them kids. I, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. You see, when you have a long conversation with a little kid, you legitimize their right to challenge your authority. If I'm going to argue with you, then I have legitimized that you had the right to challenge me. You don't own nothing. You don't pay for nothing. You don't do nothing. And you think you got the right to challenge my authority. I know that's not this new parenting going to go like this. That's what's wrong with us now. But you're doing the same thing with yourself. You're telling your flesh it has a legitimate right to challenge your authority. We have been giving the flesh too much of a vote. And now you're intimidated by a kid you should have controlled. So now that kid is 12 years old and he about big as you now. And now you're intimidated by your own kid because you didn't control him when he was two. So now your flesh has grown up and it's punking you. Your own self is punking you and because you didn't control it when it was a little problem. But remember, stay woke, stay woke. The flesh is a slave. He has no voting rights. Y'all are like, you're in the middle of a slave insurrection and it ain't but one slave. You got a whole slave insurrection going on with one slave. Don't be afraid to fight yourself. And I'm saying this, I went through this stuff so that I could teach it to you. Don't be afraid to, I hate fighting myself. But don't be afraid to fight yourself. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. The king says no. And no means no. Everybody say no means no. That's a new thing. Because women and men played these games with each other. And sometimes women just took it because it was, a, it, you know, I said no. And then we played. They called it playing hard to get. But you was playing. 
And then some, uh, and I'm not giving men any excuse, but some men took it as she just playing. She really don't mean no, but so they got this thing now, no means no. But if no don't mean no, then either you're playing games, meaning you said no, but you didn't support your no because you really didn't want to say no, so you're playing games, or you just got raped. If I said no, and I meant no, and it happened anyway, I just got raped. Someone who walks in the rain don't play the victim like that. If a woman really means no, or a man, this being, it happens both ways. If you really meant no, and somebody progressed and did it to you anyway, you get mad and you get even. Yeah. I'm talking about folks, you get mad. You're you going to cross me and you're going to come anyway. You're going to try to do this anyway. I'm going to try to knock your head out. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to stomp you. Then I'm going to call the police on you and I'm going to go to court and I'm going to be a witness and I'm going to press charges. I'm going to get even. I am not a victim. You're not going to just run up on me and get away with it. I'm going to cower down. I, I, I my no meant no and I'm going to get mad and I'm going to get even and you got to do that with your flesh. If your no meant no, then get mad and get even because I said I wasn't going to do this no more and my flesh is kicked up and here I am again. I'm going to beat my flesh down. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to starve it out until it realizes I ain't playing no games with you flesh. Y'all, too many of y'all, y'all playing games with the flesh. You playing games with it so you keep failing and you keep and you keep going and you just keep and you just feel bad and you just feel guilty but you walking in the rain you need to get mad. Oh flesh you gonna act up? We getting ready to go on a three day fast. I ain't playing with you. Went on the fast and I'm still struggling with you? Ten days. Oh you still gonna act roll up on me? Forty days. We get ready to go on a 40 day fast baby. Because I'm not playing games with you. No means no. And I'm not going to be your victim. But if you still enjoy falling, then you need to go back to the renewing of the mind and true repentance. You've not really repented because you still enjoy falling. You still enjoy breaking your diet. You still enjoy spending that money. You still enjoy your sexual exploits. You still enjoy smoking weed. You still enjoy being drunk. You still enjoy the pornography. And if that's the case, that means your no don't mean no. That means you need to have a renewing of your mind and a true repentance. But you might feel like you want it, but stay woke. Which part of you wants it? You got to know which part of you wants it. And if it's just your flesh that wants it and your spirit really is saying no, then you got you to gotta be willing to fight. Those who reign will have to be willing to fight. You got to deal with the demonic. This kind comes out by nothing but fasting and prayer. And you fast and you pray until that thing it, it leaves you alone. Until that thing keeps fighting, stops fighting you. There's no shortcut to dealing with your sinful nature. You're going to have to fight this nature. You're going to have to bring it under the subjection so let me test something if I asked you right now to make a vow 
to never engage in that problem behavior or that sin ever again. Can you promise God that right now? Whatever it is that you know you need to change, can you sit in here right now and promise God that you'll never do that again? If not, you need to ask God, God, why can't I promise you that? Something's wrong. Why can't I promise you that? That's when you need counseling. I'm a proponent of counseling. Sometimes you need to figure out what's wrong. Sometimes you need to come to Jesus meeting. You know, God, I can't even say no and mean it and tell you that I mean it. God, you're going to have to help me figure out why is it my no doesn't mean no. Find out why you haven't supported your no. But let me share this with you. You're going to have to support your own no because people are not always going to help you. I got some pushers in my life. They don't mean any harm. But I know this is a decision I had to make on my own because they weren't going to help me. Your friends that want to do what you're doing, if y'all doing it together, they can't help you. You got to make a decision on your own and support your own no. Don't wait to try to get your village to help you with this. You got to support your own no because people aren't always going to help you and they can't help you when you're reaching, reaping the consequences of your bad decisions. I made a lot of bad dietary decisions and my village did not help me. They kept bringing me stuff. And I'm telling y'all now, because my church family does the same stuff, stop bringing me stuff. But I can't depend on you to support my no. I got to support my own no. And when I was laying in that hospital and they were cutting my chest to fix my heart, I was in there by myself. When I woke up in pain, wasn't nobody feeling that pain but me. Oh, my pushers came to the hospital. They loved on me. But they wasn't in that surgery room. That was my heart they was cutting open. Support your own. When you're sitting in jail, you're going to be in jail by yourself. When you lose your job because you didn't tell yourself no. When you're in drug rehab, you won't be in there by yourself. When you're homeless and you don't have nothing, your village might help you for a while. Your buddies might help you for a while. But after a while and you don't get yourself together, they're going to look at your phone number and press decline. And the next time it will be a block. You got to support your own no because the consequences you're going to have to reap by yourself. So you have to say no, then support no, then seal no. Seal no. Make a decision. Make a covenant. Get you some accountability. Seal no. Make up your mind. Everybody say make up your mind. The Bible says double-minded people are unstable. And that's one reason 
that my village couldn't help me because I was double-minded. Because some nights, Sharonda, I wanted that stuff. And I was glad they brought it to me. And sometimes I had the nerve to ask for it. And then when I wanted to be strong and they brought it to me because they love me, now I'm upset because y'all not helping me, but I had them confused. Just like, no, I'm not going to go in that situation. Uh, but sometimes you have people confused whether you want it or not. And so you got to make up your mind and not be double-minded. After you make up your mind, draw the line. Everybody say, draw the line. Draw the line. You reign. You declare your cutoff date and your cutoff decision. You talk to yourself and say, we are going to stop smoking weed, having these edibles, vaping, and any of the other related behavior as of right now. Draw the line. No more sex until I'm married. I'm done with it. Draw the line. After I've tithed and saved and paid all my bills and given God his thank offering, I got $100 left. This $100 is for shopping and entertainment, $100 a month. I will not spend another dime over that as of today. Draw the line. I'm cutting up these credit cards. Draw the line. I'm getting rid of these videos. Sometimes you got to get rid of cable. Draw the line to seal it. Somebody say, make up your mind, draw the line, and do the time. You got to let patience have her perfect work. Sometimes you have to struggle until you have the strength. Sometimes you have to struggle until you have the strength. My mom used to tell a story all the time about if you take a, if a chicken is full grown, a chick, and you take it out of the shell, she said, the chick will die. But if you leave it alone and let it fight its way out, in fighting its way out of the shell, it gets the strength to be able to live. And sometimes you got to get the strength to be able to live by doing the time. We want to be one way 40 years and then want to be another way after four days of trying. Sometimes. It takes, you, you got to ask God for the plan for your change and follow that plan until it works. You got to change your way of thinking. You got to change your way of life. You got to change friends. Sometimes you got to change family. Uh, you got to change your environment and that might take some time. So I need you to keep at it even when you're discouraged. Keep at it even when you're angry. Keep at it even though you're frustrated. Keep at it even though you get distracted. Keep at it even when you're tired. Keep at it when you even when you're depressed. Make a up your mind, draw the line, and do the time. Say it with me. Make up your mind, draw the line, and do the time. Seal it. And if you're doing everything and you still can't seal your no, then something is wrong. It's sort of like a kid, and the kid's not bad. They got a brain dysfunction. If a child is truly hyperactive, not just that you never told them no, but they are truly hyperactive. They can't sit still. And so they have a diagnosis. Something's wrong. If they can't, if they trip out on you, after you've done everything you can do as a parent, it may be that something else is wrong. And so if you still can't seal your no, then counseling and fasting and prayer and consecration stay in there until that door is closed and that window is shut tight. Because for some of you, this is a matter 
of life and death. If you don't say no, support no, and seal no, you're going to jail, baby. If you don't say no, support no, and seal no, you're headed for divorce. You're going to end up homeless. You're going to end up sick or disabled. If you don't say no, support no, and seal no, you're going to lose your job, boo. If you don't say no, support no, and seal no, y'all listen, you're going to mess up your kids. You're going to fool around and get pregnant. That was for the young folk. Or something, or catch something more permanent that you can't get rid of. If you don't say no, support no, and seal no, some of you are going to die too early. And then, go, then we're going to sit over your funeral. I ain't going to say it. And say, the Lord took you. Well, the Lord just took them on. No, baby. Y'all quit blaming the Lord for stuff we did. You didn't seal no. You didn't say no. You didn't support no. You jacked your body up and you died. God didn't take you. You did that. And some of you might even end up in hell. If you don't say no, support no, and seal no, you're going to bust hell wide open is what we used to say. There is a heaven and everybody not going. Y'all quit telling that lie, everybody going to heaven. They not. There is a hell. There is another place to go. And if you don't say no, some of you, if you don't say no, support your no and seal your no. You're going to lose your eternal life. Or you might make it to heaven. As long as your sins are forgiven and your heart is right with God, you might make it to heaven, but you're going to live with regret and never experience the power and the joy of walking in the rain. So rain over yourself. Tell yourself, no. Say no. To change your environment and support your no. And then seal your no by making up your mind, drawing the line, and doing the time. Change your life. 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 For some of you, this is an encouragement. Come on, change your life. And for some of you, this is a warning. Change your life. <laughs> change your life, boo. Change your life. For those of you that are in that spot, I really don't know how to stop. I don't know. I might, there might be something wrong. I wrote a book called I Don't Know How to Stop. I wish I could just give it to you. It's $10, though. They'll be on sale outside. If you need extra help, if you need to figure out, why is it that I can't sit here today and tell God I'm done? Get this. this is one way to help. I've said it all during the message. I don't need to say all that again. But I want to pray today. First off, for some of you that need to accept the Lord for the first time in your life. Because you got to get that Holy Spirit in you. You got to get changed on the inside. Get rid of that other nature. Become a new creature on the inside. 
And if that's you, pray this prayer with me. If you're listening by live stream or if you're here in this room, say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I believe in you. Come into my heart and change me. In Jesus' name, I thank you for saving me. Amen. If you said that prayer and you meant that prayer in your heart and you're in this room right now, just raise your hand where you are. You've said it. You believe it in your heart. Amen. 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 We have a book that we want you to read. And it's one of the things that you can do to get that change in your life. We want to take some information from you. Uh, get you hooked up with our church if this is a church you choose to be at. But I, there's a book I want you to have. And we want to get connected with you so they'll, they'll come to you. Uh, we have one hand right here. And my sister. That's Sister Charlotte, right? My sister Charlotte over here. Amen. Y'all should be excited. That's just one. Give me two. If you're listening on video, no matter what, you might not see this for three days. But if you prayed that prayer, put it in the comments. Put it in there right now. And say, I, I want that book. I want to change my life. I, I said that prayer. I believe it in my heart. And I'm saved now. And I want to know what to do next. Or you can go to newantioch.com. NewAntioch-Aliante.org NewAntioch-Aliante.org and go to the connect button and put your information there and we will connect you to what you need to be able to change your life now that you're saved. But I will pray for who somebody's in this room right now and I will say this, if you need prayer, we have people that are on right now. If you need prayer, put it in a comment section and they'll pray for you. Put your name in there and we'll pray for you because you need a change in your life. But if you're bold enough, if you are serious enough, if your no means no, you want to get to the point where your no means no, I want to pray for you and fight with you just for a moment and cancel that assignment of your enemy against you. Pray you some strength. Pastor, I need some change in my life. And again, this is not just for people who've never been saved. It's for those of us who still need to change some stuff in our life. Or we're going to be sick. Or we're going to be hurt. Or we're going to hurt our kids. Or You know what it is. If you're not ashamed of say, I need some change. Pastor, pray for me. Meet me at the altar. Please let me pray for you. You can't fight this fight by yourself. Please let me pray for you. Please let me just fight a prayer. Fight with prayer for the change that you need in your life. Come on, meet me at this altar. Let us pray for you today. I need a change, and I need God to help me. I need that grace that gives me an ability to say no. I need some more grace. You've been fighting with yourself all this time, and you haven't been able to make that change. And I know this message was for everybody in this room. You're not coming to the altar, but I know it's for, I'm looking at you. I know it's for you. There's some things you need to change. But let me pray for you this morning.
right now, everybody that needs a change, everybody that needs a shift, everybody right now that has been wrestling with themselves, everybody in this room who no hasn't meant no, everybody in this room who could not promise you that they're not going back, God, in the name of Jesus, I cancel the assignment of the enemy against their life. I cancel the assignment of the devil against their life. God, I speak and release grace to change. I release grace to change. I release the grace to say no. I release the grace to switch it up. I release grace over this house. I release the power of God over this house. Fill them up again, God. Give them the peace. Give them the grace. Give them the power to make the changes. And I give them conviction. Give them conversion. Changes on the inside. I release grace in this house. The grace to say no. This week, God, give them the strategy. Show them what they're missing. Those that are listening, watching this video, where they are right now, set them free at home. Set them free at work. Set them free in the car. Give them a conviction in their heart. God, help them to believe the word that they heard. You told me that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I shared your word. God, help them to believe that change is possible. Help them to believe that change is imperative. Help them to not play with this thing, God, in the name of Jesus. Grace to change, to make their emotions their slave and not their king. To make their belly their slave and not their king. To make their habit and their addiction the slave and not the king. Help us. Help us to change. For this is a house that you have anointed, God, for people to change their life. And we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. I won't go back, can't go back to the way it used I can't, y'all, I can't, I can't. Before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back, I won't go back, can't go back to that place Amen. That's our service for today. God bless you for being here. Let the word be sealed in your heart. Let your no be sealed in your heart. We thank God for his word today. And you see why we needed to take communion first. And so please walk on the word that you heard today. Let it be life changing. Amen. Those of you that have been connected to the angel tree, we are givers here and we love community. So we're making Christmas happen for children whose parents are incarcerated. Uh, so all of the angels have been given away, and though you were supposed to bring your gifts back today. If you did not, please see Pam outside to make sure that we get your gifts. We'll be delivering them this week, and we, I think they do need help to go and deliver gifts. And so 
um, we ask you to see Pam at the desk outside for those of you participating in Angel Tree. It is prayer week at New Antioch. We excited. We are praying and a fasting church here at New Antioch. Prayer week starts Tuesday uh, at 6 p.m. here at our church from 6 to 7 15 we'll be in prayer I believe those that are doing our prayer jazz this week are Minister uh, Calhoun and Minister Daniel so head word is going to be awesome in here this week it's Tuesday nights here uh, Wednesday and Thursday are at our, our other campus 610 Bell Rose both nights all three nights from 6 to 7 15 come and pray you can also tune in but it's something better about being in the house the fast is from sunup to sundown that's just a few hours now uh, from sunup to sundown only water Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday I told y'all if y'all want to change it's going to take some fasting and some doing some time so pray and fast with us this week Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday here on December 18th in our home our children, and that's what they're working on, are going to put on their production. The stars are brightly shining. It's their Christmas program. It will be here at Aliante Saturday, December 16th at 6 p.m. We don't have announcements on the screen, huh? Um, and then December 19th, here we'll have our Christmas program. We're going to have a light program because we're gearing up for our 20th anniversary and the praise team has all kind of music they have to learn. So it's going to be a simple Christmas program, um, uh, just the word of God and, and some songs. And we will do that because, again, we have a great uh, watch night and gala planned for you for the 20th. Uh, but that night at the Central Campus, uh, those children are also going to do their program. They're doing three wise men and a baby. And it's also at 6 p.m. So our children's program, December the 18th at 6. The, uh, the other campus children's program is December the 19th at 6 uh, p.m. Then the tickets for our 20th anniversary gala. We're 20 years old in January. The tickets are on sale now. Go to newantioch.org and you can get your tickets. We only have a room for 150 people. Uh, so get your ticket now. Let us know that you're coming so we can save your seat uh, for our 20th anniversary. The pre-celebration will be watch night. It's going to be wonderful. And then our anniversary is going to be the 20th. And if you want to hang out, we're going to, we just decided to do it at one campus. Um, the, the gala is actually at the Emerald. Um, but um, every Sunday we'll have different speakers. So if you don't want to go over to the other campus, uh, tune in and see uh, different speakers are going to come in. Uh, Pastor Sonia will be preaching first Sunday. Pastor uh, David Burr and Marva Burr will be here second Sunday. Uh, Bishop Dupree will be here third Sunday. Uh, Bishop Huggins, fourth Sunday. And Bishop Huggins is going to come over here uh, for us as well. And then uh, Pastor Deshaun will be fifth Sunday, and he's going to come over here as well. But it's our 20th anniversary in January, so please get your tickets to the gala. We decided rather than doing one big Christmas party, uh, we're going the the community groups will do individual parties. So community, if you hear if people are asking what about our Christmas party, we're going to do it in community groups, but they're going to invite other people. So find out from uh, some of the groups when they're doing their Christmas party. Um, and the other thing, of course, we've already talked about our campus. Um, Sunrise Campus that we're building. Those of you that still want a chance to do the special offering um, can do that. Don't forget your special offering on first Sunday. But we do want you to pray this week. We are going to the county 
to see what they're talking about. They've told us we can't uh, build for a couple of years. Uh, and so we need to find out and we need to fight. We need to fight. So pray for us this week. We go see them on Thursday at 9 a.m. Uh, Thursday at the 9th at 10. The 9th at 10. Um, and so pray. Just pray that God open up. Um, Pastor Ron has already talked about that. Amen. Uh, all minds clear, Pastor? That's it. Amen. God bless you. We're still... I uh, want you to be careful with COVID-19. Uh, people are still dying and people are still uh, getting it. If you do want the book, I think they put them that way to the right when you go out. Uh, and I'll be I'll meet you all to greet you at the door. God bless you. I pray that this was life-changing and that you come on back and see us. If you need a church home, we would love to be your church family. And so you can tell them there at the welcome desk, correct, that, if you, that you're ready to be part of our church family. We would love to have you as part of our church family. I'd love to be your pastor. Amen. Amen. God One bless thing. you if you stay seated. Amen. Um, all right, Pastor, Pastor Sharon. Just one thing as we go into our ending prayer. If you received a message from myself and Pastor Renee over this past week, it is for the staff here. You need to respond. We need you to respond. Today was the final day for you to give us a response. There's still a lot of you that we have not heard from. At least tell us yes or no so that we know we're not waiting for you anymore. Y'all haven't said anything. We need you to respond um, if you received a message from us. All right, y'all, let's stand and pray. Let's thank God for our pastor, for that word that we get to live on. I pray that you take that and by Wednesday, Play it back again so that I can get into your system. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we say thank you for this day. Thank you, oh God, for the word that has gone forward. Thank you for another chance, oh God, that we can come into a place of communion celebration, oh God, to remember the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior. And God, we say thank you. God, keep us in mind as we go from this place on this week of the just one, God, that we're looking, oh God, for that one, that one that we can introduce to you, that one that, oh God, can have their life and their eternity saved for forever. And so bless us, oh God, anoint us, ready us, make us bold to find that one, oh God. Share that prayer of salvation with them, oh God, so that they may be introduced into the kingdom. God, we say thank you for your anointing and your presence that is on this house. Anoint us and keep us, God, to move forward and do that which you are calling us to do. Be with us on this week, God, as we go as the house to talk about our Sunrise Mountain Campus. God, you ordained that. You called that forward. And so we say thank you now, God, that as we stand, you're opening doors and making ways. Be with this body of believers, everyone who has come into the place today, everyone who has joined on Facebook, God, I ask that you bless them real good. Oh God, that they know that you are with them every step of the way. Oh God, and that you, oh God, are never far from them. And so we say thank you for today. Thank you, oh God, for the week to come. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, take your seats and our um, sanctuary attendants will make sure that you get out safely as we are still in our COVID protocol. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. 
you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977.